Loving Father in heaven, thank you for the blessings you give to us through your word on a daily basis. Lord, once again, it's time for your children to be blessed. And you know, Lord, that I cannot say anything that will bless anyone except you give me words to speak. Lord, we all are gathered. We pray that you will bless us through your word now. Put your words in my mouth and grant me utterance to rightly divide the word of truth that all who are listening shall receive from heaven and be blessed. Bless each and every one of us and especially, Lord, grant us of your spirit that we may through your spirit put into practice all the lessons we will learn from this devotion. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, February 11 Two-word Sodom Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Genesis chapter 13, verse 12 and 13. The most fertile region in all Palestine was the Jordan Valley. There were cities also, wealthy and beautiful, inviting to profitable traffic in their crowded marts, dazzled with visions of worldly gain. Lot overlooked the moral and spiritual evils that would be encountered there. He chose him all the plain of Jordan and pitched his tent toward Sodom. How little did he foresee the terrible results of that selfish choice. Lot chose Sodom for his home because he saw that there were advantages to be gained there from a worldly point of view. But after he had established himself and grown rich in earthly treasure, he was convinced that he had made a mistake in not taking into consideration the moral standing of the community in which he was to make his home. The dwellers in Sodom were corrupt. Vile conversation greeted his ears daily, and his righteous soul was vexed by the violence and crime he was powerless to prevent. His children were becoming like these wicked people, for association with them had perverted their morals. Taking all these things into consideration, the worldly riches he had gained seemed small and not worth the price he had paid for them. His family connections were extensive, his children having married among the Sodomites. The Lord's anger was finally kindled against the wicked inhabitants of the city, and angels of God visited Sodom to bring forth Lot, that he should not perish in the overthrow of the city. The influence of his wife and the associations of that wicked city would have led him to apostatize from God, had it not been for the faithful instruction he had early received from Abraham. The marriage of Lot and his choice of Sodom for a home were the first links in a chain of events fraught with evil to the world for many generations. It is Satan's purpose to attract men and women to the cities and to gain his object he invents, he invents every kind of novelty and amusement 
every kind of excitement. And the cities of the earth today are becoming as were the cities before the flood. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Toward Sodom. Our key text is uh, beginning from where we left off in our previous devotion, Genesis chapter 13, verse 12 and 13, which says, Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. I would like to remind us of uh, lessons we learned yesterday. As Lot was practicing his selfishness, the Lord came to Abraham and promised him that for the choice, though the Lord didn't say exactly that way, but the Lord observed what happened in that when there was that division between Lot's herdsmen and Abraham's herdsmen, and it was inevitable that they should separate. Like I said, they could have done that very peacefully. But the greed and selfishness of Lot was made manifest. And little did he know that this his selfishness was going to destroy him, if only Lot knew. We will see later in our devotion how Lot lost everything because of this one selfish choice. And how Abraham gained everything because of this one selfless choice. As we read in Genesis chapter 13, when Lot lifted up his eyes and saw the plains of Jordan, which was very fertile, in fact, the Bible says that that place was like Eden. You can imagine how nice that place would have been. That means it was so good, so beautiful to behold, and not just beautiful, but the land was good, fertile. You could get everything you wanted there. And Lot knew this, and he made that greedy choice to go to that place, not considering that his uncle Abraham was there and didn't wonder how is he going to fare but guess what the Bible says in Genesis 13 now verse 14 and the Lord sent said unto Abraham after that Lot was separated from him so here the Bible is making us understand that it was just as Lot made that choice and he left that was when God came and told Abraham something what did the Lord tell him the Lord said to him lift up thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it unto thy seed forever and I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth so that if a man can number the dust of the earth then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. While Abraham was being promised everything for making the selfless choice, Lot was going to lose everything for making the selfish choice. And then Lot left and went toward Sodom. Not just going towards there, but the Bible says in verse 12 and 13 that Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent towards Sodom. This one choice will be his undoing, will be his destruction. So let us examine why it was that Lot did this and how we can avoid making this choice. We've already seen it um, in our devotion yesterday. Selflessness is important thinking putting others first before you you won't lose anything you're not going to get poor by allowing people to have the better bargain they're not going to become 
wretched just because you allowed someone to have the better part of a division between you and the person even if the person took it by oppression even if the person took it um in an oppressive manner from you it doesn't matter it will make you poor the lord is watching everything and he knows how to augment for the things you lose by keeping your cool and ensuring that you are godly but if we choose to be selfish the lord has no guarantee for us that he's going to protect us in our selfish decision and the life of lot will tell us just that so why was it that lot had this selfishness in him i believe that once we forget our purpose in life we get many decisions wrong single-mindedness is very very important single-mindedness and for us to understand what this single-mindedness is we have to have not two purposes in life but one just one purpose in life everyone has this one purpose we shouldn't have dual destinies and many destinies. we have one destiny every human being and what is that in the broad sense that's what i mean in the book of genesis 1 verse 26 god already had a plan for your life before he made you and a plan for my life before he made me before i came into this world it says and god said let us make man in our own image and after our likeness so what is your purpose and my purpose that purpose is for us to be in the image and glory of god that is to have the character of christ when adam and eve sinned they lost it and we are to do all we can to ensure that we have that character of christ that means that every decision we are making in life whether it is the location of where we are going to stay what business we are going to do and where we are going to do that business the school you are going to go to and where that school will be what career you will choose the wife you will choose the friends you you make all those things as far as they are in your power to make the choice there's one question that should be in your mind while making these decisions and that question is this how is this decision going to help me to develop the character of God if you see that that decision is not going to help you then you shouldn't be making that decision if you want to marry someone and you see that that person cannot help you to increase your love for God or bring about devotional thoughts to your mind and lift you to Christ transform your character be an assistance to you then you shouldn't be marrying that person same in the case of your location and your career if you see that your career is going to cause you to sin then that career should not be chosen if you are choosing your place of abode and that place is clearly going to put you in a position where it will be difficult for you to manifest christ-like characters it is not a pure atmosphere you shouldn't be going there why because you have you are single-minded you have one thing in mind and that thing is that you have one purpose which is to developing yourself the character of god matthew 6 written reading from verse 19 says lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal for where your treasure is there will your heart be also the light of the body is the eye if therefore thine eye be single thy whole body shall be full of light but if thine eye be evil 
thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness! No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Is either you are making decisions and thinking of how it is going to favor your relationship with God, or you are making decisions and thinking of how it's going to increase your worldly prospects. Lot made a decision on the location he was going to stay. What was on his mind was not how he's going to develop in him the character of God. He wasn't thinking about how it's going to affect his children. He wasn't thinking about how he was going to preserve spirituality and morality in his life. What he was thinking was one thing. He was single-minded, but his single-mindedness was not channeled towards the real purpose that we all should have, which is to have the character of Christ. Rather, his purpose was how can I get my money? Make your money. That was what was in his mind. He wanted to increase in riches. He wanted to increase in wealth. He loved his money so much, and Lot chose the place that would give him so much money, regardless of the fact that that place was known for its immorality. The Bible tells us in Genesis 13 verse 13. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. That means they both knew, Abraham and Lot, they knew Sodom was already notorious for its behavior. People around knew who, what Sodom was about. It was already proverbial for iniquity. And as we read in Conflict and Courage, page 48, paragraph 3, it says, Lot chose Sodom for his home because he saw that there were advantages to be gained there from a worldly point of view. It was not because he saw that it was going to help him spiritually. It was not because he saw that he could minister to the people there. He wasn't thinking of ministering to them. There was one thing on Lot's mind. He had his mind on his money and his money on his mind. Does that describe you? That you've got your mind and your money and your money on your mind? Are you going to make decisions like Lot that will take your eternal life? while you are making your money. There are many who are making that kind of decision like Lot today. And I hope it's not you, but even if it is you, today the Lord is speaking to you. What decisions have you made that has killed your spiritual life, but yet it has helped you to advance in the worldly prospects? And Jesus' question comes again to you. What shall it profit you, brother and sister, to gain the whole world? And while gaining the whole world, you are losing your soul. Your devotional life is going down. You're not praying anymore. The environment is suggesting to you evil thoughts. You can't even control it anymore. At least Lot could control his own. He was not affected by the evil around him. It was his family that was. But some of us are making the decision like Lot and even worse than him because in our own case, we are terribly affected by the decisions we've made. But we're making our money nevertheless. But while making our money, it comes at a cost. We are losing our soul. Jesus' question comes. What will you give in exchange for your soul? Are you giving your soul off for your money? Is that a wise bargain? Think about it. You know it is not. You know it is not a wise bargain. That the decisions you have made to go to places that are like Sodom. And when I say Sodom, it's not just about the cities where evil is going on. Even the career you may have chosen and the work you are doing is location. And you find out that spirituality is going down. Is going down in your life. That decision, did you think about your spiritual life before making it? 
Lot did not think about his spiritual life. He only thought about his money. That was what was on his mind. And he was laying up treasures for himself on this earth. And everything was destroyed eventually. He didn't take one thing with him. He lost everything from this selfish decision. And many of us are going to lose everything too as we are accumulating and making this decision at the expense of our soul. And we need to rethink this decision today. And in doing this, you need, to, you need to have the right people around you. One of the reasons why Lot made this decision was because of his wife. We read in Patriarchs and Prophets, page 174, paragraph 2. It says, The wife of Lot was a selfish, irreligious woman, and her influence was exerted to separate her husband from Abraham. But for her, Lot would not have remained in Sodom, deprived of the counsel of the wise God-fearing Patriarch. The influence of his wife and the associations of that wicked city would have led him to apostatize from God. Had it not been for the faithful instruction he had early received from Abraham. So one of the reasons why Lot made this decision was the person he connected himself with. He was another selfish, irreligious person. His wife. Wives. Husbands. Not just about wives now. Anybody at all. Be, be careful. Be careful who you attach yourself to. For single people who are not yet married, remember that. And if you're married, you can ensure that the decisions of your spouse shouldn't affect you. Lot allowed the decision of his wife to affect him. And were it not for his wife, he would not have separated. He would have stayed. But his wife influenced him to go to Sodom because she didn't care about religious things. And then the rest, we say, is history. He lost it all. So what are the dangers of choosing a location that is not uh, where, where we cannot preserve a pure and moral atmosphere? Do you remember the story of Enoch? When we studied about Enoch, we realized that Enoch separated himself. He didn't live among the religious. He separated himself so that he can preserve spirituality in his life. Reading from Testimonies, Volume 4, page 108 and down to 109 we're going to see how a spiritual person makes decisions john the baptist who was already filled with the holy spirit from the womb look at the decision he made and the parents made for him too it says john the baptist was a man filled with the holy ghost from his birth and if there was anyone who could remain unaffected by the corrupting influences of the age in which he lived it was surely he yet he did not venture to trust his strength. He separated himself from his friends and relatives, that his natural affections might not prove a snare to him. He would not place himself unnecessarily in the way of temptation, nor where the luxuries or even the conveniences of life would lead him to indulge in ease or to gratify his appetite and thus lessen his physical and mental strength. By such a course, the important mission upon which he came would have failed of his accomplishment. He subjected himself to privation and solitude in the wilderness, where he could preserve the sacred sense of the majesty of God by studying his great book of nature, and there becoming acquainted with his character as revealed in his wonderful works. It was an atmosphere calculated to perfect moral culture and to keep the fear of the Lord continually before him. Let me stop there. So this is what we should be doing. We should be asking ourselves, this place I'm locating myself in, is it one that can help me to perfect my moral character and to keep the Lord ever before me and the fear of the Lord ever continually before me? How do I know such an atmosphere? 
how you know an atmosphere that will help you preserve the knowledge of God is this. Firstly, you will be in control of the things you are hearing. If you are living in a place where you are not in control of what you are hearing, where your neighbor can play the music so loud and you cannot help it but hear the music that they are playing, then you are, you are pitching your tent towards Sodom. Your children are going to learn the music even though you don't play it in your house. If you are living in a place where you cannot shield your children from the immorality in the world, then you are pitching your tent towards Sodom. If you can't control what your children's eyes are seeing and what you are seeing, you can't help it in your own house. Even if you lock the doors or something, somehow you can still see the evil around you. Then you can tell that you are not in a pure and moral atmosphere, especially what you are listening to. Then you are not in a pure moral atmosphere. This is not just about going to places where there is bush and then you say, I'm in the countryside. Even in that countryside, if you are living there and your neighbor can play the music so loud that everybody is hearing it, then that's not a pure moral atmosphere. There are places you can stay that there is some serenity, there is some sanity, and the people are civil enough to know that they shouldn't be doing that. That will be there at least you, can, you are in control. If you are going to hear anything, it's only what you choose to hear. If you are going to see anything, it's what you choose to see. But in Sodom, it's not about what you choose. The people will make you hear things you don't want to hear. And they will make you see things you don't want to see. The book of Second Peter chapter 2, reading from verse 7, tells us about Lot's case. That that righteous man, in seeing and hearing the ungodly deeds that were done in Sodom, vexed his righteous soul. Lot couldn't help it. In Sodom, Lot couldn't control what he was seeing and what he was hearing. And his children couldn't control it. And they also became corrupt. And he couldn't do anything about it. That is not a pure moral atmosphere for you to locate yourself. Look for a place where you are in charge, where you are in control of what you see and what you hear. And that is what John the Baptist did. Now you think of it. John the Baptist filled with the Holy Spirit from his womb. Me, I am not filled. You are not filled with the Holy Spirit from your womb. And look at the decision this spiritual man made to show you that spirituality, the measure of spirituality is about how you can make this decision. You see, the spiritual person is not the one who goes to meet danger and stays in face of danger. The spiritual person is the one who is able to bear going away from the danger at all costs. John the Baptist living in the wilderness, it was a very radical life, but it takes great spirituality to do that. It is our weakness that makes us to go to places where there are temptations and we keep falling and falling into the sin. But if you were like John the Baptist, filled with the Holy Spirit from your womb, I'm not saying that everybody would just go and stay in any wilderness, but you would not place your, you will not jeopardize your spiritual life and your eternity over some gain and advantage you are going to make in this world. And you will not also jeopardize the life of your children. You will not do that. Why? Because you understand the importance of the pure moral atmosphere. Reading in Testimonies, volume 4, page 109, paragraph 3, says, Ancient Israel were especially directed by God to be and remain a separate people from all nations. They were not to be subjected to witnessing the idolatry of those about them, lest their own hearts should be corrupted, lest familiarity with ungodly practices should make them appear less wicked in their own eyes. Few realize their own weakness, 
and that the natural sinfulness of the human heart too often paralyzes their noblest endeavors. The baleful influence of sin poisons the life of the soul. Our only safety is in separation from those who live in its darkness. The Lord has enjoined upon us to come out from among them and be separate and to touch not the unclean thing, and he will receive us and will be a father unto us, and we shall be his sons and daughters. If we wish to be adopted into the family of God, to become children of the heavenly king, we must comply with his conditions. We must come out from the world and stand as a peculiar people before the Lord, obeying his precepts and serving him. Lot chose Sodom for his home because he saw that there were advantages to be gained there from a worldly point of view. But after he had established himself and grown rich in earthly treasure, he was convinced that he had made a mistake in not taking into consideration the moral standing of the community in which he was to make his home. End of quote. So, are you taking into consideration the moral standing of the school you are going to? Of the community you are living in of the place you are working before you go there these are things we must think about but especially the community in which we live because assuming it was only lot who lived in sodom well all is well because he was not affected he was strong he was not affected by the evil but not so with his wife and not so with his children because his children became vile and corrupt very corrupt and we'll look at that in subsequent devotions 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33 Be not deceived, evil communication corrupt good manners. Don't deceive yourself saying it won't affect me. It will affect you. That's why it's important that we make the best decisions when it comes to the location that we go to. You see, um, parents need to really look into this matter very well. Selfishness is really eating up many of us. Greed We have forgotten the purpose for which we were created and parents who have children. Many have become selfish with their children. They are not training their children for God. They are not trying to help them to reflect the image of God. Children have become to them a tool for making money and to increase pride in their lives. Even if they are rich, they want their children to prosper so they can make a noise about their children. And for those who are middle class and poor, they are just dreaming of their children making so much money and then the children would be uh, a blessing for them or the child children would be more of the person who will liberate them from poverty. Is that what God gave you children for? Those children are supposed to be trained up in the way of the Lord and that should be your top priority. And this is the reason why many parents will take their children to schools knowing very well the immorality in the school and that there is no pure atmosphere there, yet they will leave them there, not caring that these children are getting corrupt by the environment in which they have dropped the children. Parents, I say this solemnly to you, you, not because of any ill feeling, but do you know you are going to give account for what you have done in placing your children in that place where you know that is not a pure moral atmosphere? Do you know you are going to give an account? I tell you, it's a fact. You are going to give an account because those children are under your care. You know very well that the atmosphere there is not good. But you feel, many many parents feel like they have no choice. You have a choice. And I'll go radical and hear what I say. Rather let your child die in ignorance than to place them in a 
location where they are going to be educated in the things of this world and the devil will have access to their minds. Rather let them die in ignorance than to say because you wanted to educate them, now they are learning things that for it to be effaced from their life will take a miracle. How many children molested in the schools? And if they are not even molested, the evil things they learn from their associates and the things they are even teaching them, the things they are reading in their textbooks just some days ago, a few days ago, I was reading the textbook of a child and what were they teaching them? Their superstition, telling them about the river God and the God of this and that and how this God in the river, the water can help them to do this, indoctrinating them in paganism. And yet parents think they don't have a choice you have a choice. I tell you what you can do. You can teach them in the home. Don't let them go to those schools where they will get corrupt. You as a parent know yourself some of the things you struggle with today because of what you heard in the schools, because of what one of your friends told you or did to you or taught you. You know what you are suffering yet you place your children there. And some who didn't have any bad experiences in the school wake up where in a different time. The world is fast becoming another Sodom. There I say, the world is already another Sodom. And you placing your child in the schools, oh, the school is the location where they are taught to be like Sodom. Go and check for yourself what is going on, especially go to the Western world in the US and the likes. What, is, what are they teaching them? Go and look at their textbooks and hear the kind of filth contained in it. Is it in evolution? Or is it in the teaching of the LGBT stuff? Is it all those things? Is that what you want for your child? It's better they go in ignorance. Be careful how you're making these choices because you are thinking you want them to have some money in the future. Lay not for yourself treasures in earth where moth and rust will corrupt. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The school didn't tell you that they're teaching your child how to be a Christian. The school didn't tell you that they're teaching your child how to have the image of God in them or be like God, the likeness of God. They are not telling you they're doing that. They were not made for that purpose. Therefore, they cannot do what God wants them to do. It is your duty as a parent to do the right thing for your child. We are in the last days. This is not a time for us to take such a risk. This is not a time. It's too late in the day of this earth for us to think about the future and say, oh, what will be the future of my child? It's too late in the day. Christ is coming soon. You need to focus, even if he was not coming soon, for the fact for their spiritual life, you need to focus on developing them in the way of the Lord. Our Lord Jesus himself was an intelligent man. Intelligence, just John the Baptist, the same thing. Daniel, the same thing. There is no ignorance when you are dwelling with God. If your child is trained in the way of God, outside the walls of the school, they will be intelligent. Don't think that they will be illiterate just because they didn't go to the four walls of the schools of this world. No, don't think that way. They will be fine. And what's more, I see how many parents are willing to make sacrifices. Their children take very long journeys to go to the schools. But when the child say, I want to go for evangelism, they say, oh, no, no, the, the, the times are hard. Days are evil. Oh, it's not. You, you, there, there's so much bad things happening today. But when they were traveling the long journey to school, you didn't say that. When they were going to take their exams all by themselves, you were ready to risk it that they, even when they've not ent- gone for long journeys by themselves before, you were willing to take the risk for them to go. But when it comes for them to go for evangelism, no, you won't do that. It shows that your heart is selfish. And even some other people, look at the depth of this selfishness now. Some people, when they are called to go for evangelism in locations that are like Sodom, let me say, or 
their their violent areas they'll say no no be careful don't be a fanatic don't go to those places where can't you see that there are evil people there but as soon as they get a very lucrative job in that place and then they start claiming all the promises in the word of god may god help our selfish and greedy souls may god help us we are willing to go to locations that are dangerous for the millions and the hundreds of thousands that are going to pay us but as and, and then we are ready to claim the promises in the word of god the lord is my shepherd i shall not want and all the promises but when it comes to going there for the purpose of preaching the word of god you see the people are fanatics may god help our souls may god help our souls for thinking that way may god help us for to change our mindset that we start to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven and not on this earth. Lot was willing to go to Sodom, not to preach to them, not to do them any good, but for his personal selfish benefit. Were he told to go there and preach, I wonder if he would have gone, I don't know. But for us, many of us, tell them to go and preach in the locations that are not good. That's when they will remember that, oh, it's not a pure moral atmosphere, it's not good. I can't go there to go and preach. The place is not even, not just I say, not a pure moral atmosphere. The people there are violent, it's dangerous, this and that, they can kidnap you, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as it's for the money, oh, the Lord will protect you. Don't worry. God will be with you. Let us pray. The Lord is your shepherd and they start to claim all the promises so no weapon fashioned against you will prosper. Look at the selfishness. May the Lord help us. That is not how to make the decision make decisions to serve God, make decisions on how they will benefit your spirituality. Enoch would go to Sodom to preach, but he would not go there to make money and to sit down and to enjoy himself. He would go back He would go back to his own location where there is a pure moral atmosphere. He would rather stay there. But Lot, on the other hand, would rather go to Sodom to make money. And then if he wants to preach, maybe he would go to where Abraham was. There is a lesson for us in all of this and I know and pray that the Lord is speaking to us as I say these things. The words I use may not be the best, but I just pray that the Holy Spirit is touching your heart and making you understand that we shouldn't be selfish. That when we are making decisions, whether it is of our career, even for our children, when they want to go for evangelism, let them go. When they want to serve the Lord, allow them. Because your choice in making them go to terrible locations for the sake of worldly gain and then stopping them for going for for the things of God is condemning you, parents. Don't think you're not going to give an account for this. You will. You will give an account. The Lord will ask you. And you will found one thing for allowing your children to go to locations that will, was going to corrupt them just for the purpose of money. But yet you will not let them go there for preaching, for, for learning about the word of God and preaching to others. We need to have a mind shift in these matters. And I pray that as you as these words have been said, many things may be coming to your mind, your own with our various experiences, and we know the areas that need changes in our lives. Some of us may have husbands that are like a lot's wife. Or you have wives that are like Lot's wife. What do you do? Don't allow your spouse to influence your decision. In the case of Lot, yes, he had that wife that was religious. It affected him. But we can nip it at the board. You can say, no, I won't allow you to influence me in this matter. I'm not divorcing you or anything. But if it's to follow you to Sodom, I am not going. I will rather stay in a pure and moral atmosphere. I just pray that the questions in your mind that the Holy Spirit will give you answers from God's word, not from any other place, but from the word of God. I may not be able to answer every question you have in mind, but I just pray the Holy Spirit speaks to you and gives you the power to make the right decision in these matters. I know that the heart is thinking, what do I do? I find myself here or there and I'm thinking of what I should do. May the Lord guide you to make the right decision as you hear these words is my prayer. 
let us pray. Loving Father in heaven, thank you for the words that has gone forth. I pray that your spirit shall impress it on the minds and hearts of all who have listened and for those who really need to make a change of plan. I pray, Lord, that you will help them to make that change. For those who are struggling with a spouse that is like Lot's wife, I pray, Father, that you will help them not to be influenced. For those who have children that are being influenced by the environment in which they are, Lord, have mercy on them. And I pray that you give them the grace to do whatever can be done to remedy this situation. For those who are single, Lord, help them to make the right decision in choosing their own spouse and in making the location for themselves that will not be detrimental to their families. I pray, Father, for those who are newlyweds too, for the same purpose. Lord, help us to have our minds single to the glory of God, that we should not be affected by our selfish, advantageous mindset, but think about our spiritual life when we are making any decision in this life. Help us to this end, O Lord, in Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.